today's episode we'll be talking about quite a lot here but the main focus is discussing the ins and outs of being a gaming content creator i will also be gracefully joined by leela bobina who is a content creator and model that beat brands cancer later in the episode we will be discussing authentic friendships and offering you some insight on how to maintain them so be sure to listen all the way through because the information may be useful to you hi Kay. hi leela so guys today our guest is leela and she wears so many hats leela is a panelist a model an artist a content creator and a breast cancer survivor that also has a passion for gaming thank you so much for joining me today on this episode thank you for having me how are Yo. you doing um i'm doing pretty good all right, I just kind of um, got myself back into school, woo woo, you know, trying to um, oh. level up, trying to learn, do some things, make some stuff happen, uh, jump into new industries, and just really shake up the content creation circles. Yeah, shake the table. That's good. <laughs> what are you going to school for right now? So I'm doing digital marketing, which is going to really help me in content creation, get me in these industry spaces, and um, just better my own brand, which... I'm going to talk about that a little later, you know, questions and levels and stuff, but yeah. That's good. I, that's a good one. I'm not going to lie. I've been learning how to do marketing a little bit myself, even though I went to school for it. I just was like, okay, I need a refresher on all of this because I realized I wasn't applying that um, to my oh, own Oh, I got, I got something for you on that then <laughs> after this. I got some. I'm going to hook you up. Don't you worry. Well, you know, some of our listeners probably don't know you. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, like what kind of work you're doing, you know, future plans you're having and you know, I know you told us that you're going to school and everything, but what else you've been up to recently? So I am um, big on the content creation side. I don't know if you know that. So recently I've worked with some brands that I've just idolized for a long time, Bethesda being one of them. I got to showcase um, like things like Deathloop um, and uh, what's that dang game? Oh, Lord. Memory loss is a thing of, of breast cancer and chemo. So hold on. <laughs> Oh, um, Ghostwire Tokyo. There you go. That's the thing. Oh, I love that which game. Which is, yeah, it's so cool and it's so beautiful. And like the audio is so crisp. I'm listening to it in like the authentic Japanese and oh, I just love it. I love it so much. It's such an amazing world and it's so much like Japanese lore. And I love me demonology, but I love me foreign demonology. And I'm just like, give me all the information. Let me write all <laughs> these ghosts down and these demons. And they give you like a glossary on it. It's so cool. Really? So, Sorry. What is this yeah, like yeah, an yeah. extended like director's cut or something? No, it's in all the cuts. So you go into your inventory and they have a glossary. They also have like um, notes and you'll just be getting so much information on different demons and ghosts and what creates them. And I'm just like, wow, like there's so much that you see in anime, but there's no like there's a backstory on how that monster or that demon was created, but not on like the demon itself. So yeah, it's been blowing my mind. And they put they put a lot of work into this. <laughs> I didn't even know that because I did beat the game, but I, I, I beat it and I didn't touch it again. I didn't look at the extra content. So I might have to revisit that. that. 
just sit there and read and just be amazed. It'll be great for like storytellers or any like creatives because mm-hmm. ideas, knowledge, you know. Um, I'm a streamer on Twitch, gaming content creator, um, but also other content. I've been branching out into other brands. So I've made a commercial um, for White Castle. Really? That was really cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was just a little something. It wasn't crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not on the TV. But uh, it was just amazing to work with that brand. And I do love me some White Castle. Um, and then, I, of course, I had to, I had to, I got to work with St. Jude. Uh, I, I flew out. Um, I got to meet a lot of amazing people, a lot of people in the charity industry. Mm-hmm. So I tried to keep uh, like charity on my brand, bring it back every once in a while and just, um, you know, work with really good uh, uh, charities that are close to me. Things like um, child abuse or, or you know, breast cancer <laughs> or cancer. Mm-hmm. So those are things I try to like focus on. I think it also helps you grow in the end as a person and as a content creator. I agree. So, yeah, and it's something I I um, don't apply too much with my content, but it's something I do want to do and change that very soon because um, you know, when I used to do event planning, I used to do it for charities. I used to just, you know, I didn't look for yeah. any money from it. I just wanted to help Did it for the communities. Mm-hmm. So you know, I definitely want to find a way to bring that into my brand as a content creator because that's that's really good to have on your resume as well. Um, it, it really is. Um, once you get past a certain amount, that I think our our like space is so creative in that. But once you get past a certain amount, like you've been raising this much for charity, raising this much for charity, you actually get acknowledged by well, Tiltify does, and uh, like the brand will recognize you, and you don't know where that can go. You know, also. Um, there'll be people watching for that, you know, right. next thing you know, you got a gig hosting a charity event or X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. So there's just many ways to branch out. And that's one of them. And the charity streams are really fun because, uh, people make you do stuff like eat spicy jelly beans. The <laughs> <sighs> trauma. Yeah. That the, the spicy beans does sound traumatizing and, um, since we're talking about charity, I know, you know, supporting breast cancer is probably the most closest thing for you because you yourself have gone through surviving breast cancer. How old were you when you found out that you had it? It was wild. <laughs> it was wild, but it also it was just like a very humbling moment. So I was 26. So I was 26 and um, it's a wild time to get diagnosed with breast cancer because it's just the time you start to like find yourself and like, okay, this world is just going to keep throwing curveballs and, and, and I have to like work with it. You know what I'm saying? You're just starting to find yourself and be, be grounded. Um, And it was, I was like, I feel like it hit me in my prime right? and it took, three years for me to even just get out of that that slump like (laughs) like being depressed yeah I was very depressed like you you get depressed when you're sick Mm -hmm. Uh, but being so depressed even after you beat it it's it's kind of hard to let it go because you're just like (sighs) you're still recovering there's still a lot that your body has to get back so I was 26 as I said um but I had had cancer earlier I let it go for a minute 
mainly because I was in denial. And I think a lot of young people, are, like Black people, period, will be in denial about how bad something is or how this feels or not seeing the symptoms. That's why I say to everybody now, please make sure, please make sure that you're, you know, paying attention to your body because a slight change, you're like, oh, when did that look like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. But it's actually like not. Yeah. <laughs> so just a little PSA, everybody listening, look at yourself naked. Okay. And do it often. Uh, it's not like, I know people are going to be like, giggling. Like, That's weird. Do it. <laughs> no, she's it's dumb. not weird. You need to make it normal. <laughs> you need informing your your daily routine if i'm gonna be you need it you need to be looking at yourself okay mm-hmm. what's that why that's over there i don't like the size of that you know what i'm saying yeah. investigate you better turn into sherlock holmes real fast but <laughs> you're so right <laughs> but about like that. my my breast started changing and most of it i didn't notice you know but when it was noticed i was like no nah, it's fine that's just a, like a little small lump it's probably another cyst because i'm proneness something to watch out for if you get a lot of cysts mm-hmm. <laughs> um or like just they weren't like like you know anything topical they were deep in there um and my doctor was taking out other ones and you know getting rid of the tiny ones but he was like i, I don't i don't like that one right there he's like we're not gonna cut into that just yet so um and then <laughs> this is i'm sorry do you want me to tell the story <laughs> I mean, I'm all ears right now, and I'm I'm pretty okay. sure whoever's listening, like they can learn something from this, because you know. Yeah, you can question your health and your health carriers, your health uh, what's the word providers. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, but so he pulled me aside, and I'm not gonna say his name because of that. But God bless him. He was like, I'm not supposed to tell you that. But I really don't like that spot. That is a common breast cancer spot. And it's too deep. It's not like the other ones. He was like, um, they're going to see like the readings and the um, the scans. Because, of course, before I got this, they scanned me. Um, and once we look at that, they're going to dump you. Um, what do you mean by they, they were going to dump you? Okay. So um, when you get to a certain age. So if you're under your parents for health insurance... Or um, like me, I went through um, the government. So once you get past a certain age, you're on your own for health insurance. Now, this was um, the very, nope, this was before um, Barack put out uh, Obamacare. You know what I'm saying? So it was around that Mm -hmm. time, like either like right on it, shaky, shaky on the time. But like 26, that's when they, they drop you. I got a letter giving me the date when I wouldn't have it anymore. But we weren't at that date you know what I'm saying I had another like month and some days you know what I'm saying I counted one two three four so he 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 told me like I don't like that spot they're gonna look at the scan and they're gonna see that and they're gonna drop you faster he was like um this is a common breast cancer spot and I just don't like how deep it is I need you to get that looked at so I'm like okay he said I'm not gonna cut into this one I'm gonna do the other ones and we're gonna go so bit bop that's done um by the way it hurt. <laughs> so um, I come back uh, to my home and then I, you know, uh, set up another um, doctor consultation. I literally, on the day of, I called the health insurance people because I didn't know which location I was going to. So I had to make sure, hey, this appointment is at this one or the one in over here. So they're like, yada, yada, yada. Um, but, uh, but you're seeing a different doctor, sorry. Um, the person who was going to do the original scan was pushed off you know I got somebody else so it's like okay it's fine as long as this is getting looked at this is getting seen so 
I talk to somebody in the morning and then I head my butt on a train, not a regular subway, a train to get my butt to where I needed to be. I had to go to the big old scary center too and stuff is serious. So I was like, I pull up, skirt, skirt. I go to them and I, you know, you have to check in and then wait for the nurse to call you back. Um, I check in, I'm sitting and the lady comes to me. I'm like, we can't process this. I'm like, what? They're like, there's a, uh, a copay. I was like, I've never... What do you mean? <laughs> so they're like, in order to get this, you're going to have to pay $1,900. I'm like, this is just oh my a scan. Or a mammogram? No, it wasn't a mammogram. It was, um, I think it was like, um, not um, not ultrasound. No, is it ultrasound? It was ultrasound. Yeah. It wasn't okay. an ultrasound. Um, but all that's covered. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, I do what? And I'm like, I literally talked to somebody this morning. So you can't just tell me I'm I'm dropped. I also have a letter, which I didn't bring, because why would I think I need to bring that? Especially when I talked to somebody earlier today. I'm like, why do why why did my my time say this date? And uh we not at the this date. We not here yet. We got some old days. I'm gonna need you to give me this scan. So no was the answer. Um, and I'm just like, oh wow. So I'm just like, I'm gonna just be on my own. Like I have to pay for somebody to come see this. And that's them telling me that they were going to charge that much money. Who knows, you know, elsewhere I go, what I'm going to get. So I'm like, crap. And by the way, they didn't even consider maybe billing you. And then like, no, they would would take pay up front. Oh my God. Because if, if you're under Medicaid or something, they could do that. Mm -hmm. But I was under a, um, what is it? I wasn't the person in the job. I was in their household. So I was in somebody else's household who had a job. So the job is paying a lot of that. So they were just like, n- no, we're not going to build this when you're so close to leaving. Because if they find out you have cancer, they have to treat you. And I knew this earlier, but it just didn't click in my head because he had told me. Right. So I'm just like, wow, this man literally hit oh, it on the head. So and that's why he told petty. me to, to get it done. But I'm like, they gave me the appointment that they gave me. I couldn't get any earlier. I asked. I tried. They were like, no, it's this date. I was like, okay, I'm going to show up at this date. And then they like, get the heck out. Well, basically, they put it into action after the appointment you had with Because they knew what it was at that point. They had to. Oh, my gosh. But here's, here's the crazy. So, like, with some people's insurance, they go to, like, outside doctors. No, with this insurance. But, and this is another thing. I'm right back with them. I hate it. We're going to talk about that, too. So, I <laughs> I took them. They have centers. So, all the pharmacy, the the everybody's in that center. You know what I'm saying? Some centers have specialized stuff for, like, you know, you know, like I went to the, the the big center for this. So if it's like mammograms or breast cancer um, or like SEP, they're going to send you to the big place. Um, they have smaller right. ones that just have like, you know, radiology, vision, you know, the normal stuff. But it's it's everything's centralized. So it's them I'm messing with. They didn't have to go call another company to get them to say, OK, it's them who do it, who said no. Nah. So I go for a long stretch, but I'm like, as a sis, I'm not about to pay for this. I only got four dollars. I'm 26. Like I said, life is just starting to make sense now. I ain't got, I ain't got about, uh, listen, we barely making it. I don't have no $1,900. I don't have nothing else. So I'm just going to kick it and, and do the best I can in my head. And I'm like, it's another sis. It'll leave. I'll be fine. Bip bop ba I keep getting sick. Like, sick. And for a young person, I should not be this tired because I have three jobs. And don't nobody got time when they got three jobs. Okay? Right. 
back in the day, it was just not okay for you to be a single black woman. Okay. To be out here on your own, to get a job. I was young and they would turn me down for jobs because I'm going to be like crazy or and I'm like, I didn't have money for that. I just was going to do it. I kept getting sick. I kept getting a big sign, which was constant sinus infections consistently, which means the original infection would not go away. And for a, and I, I went to the, um, the urgent care, which was expensive every time <laughs> I would go to the urgent care. I would get the pills to take. So, you know, um, uh, the quote unquote infection would go away. The infection would go away for a little bit, but come right back. And then me constantly taking one antibiotic, they'd have to change me because clearly that strain is not getting killed by this antibiotic. So it got to the point where, um, I just was so fatigued and I was like, yo, why in like a span of a couple months I just ain't got it like I ain't got it no I eat I ate as best as I could you know what I'm saying this is why I say to everybody vegetables are so important I grew up vegetarian Hindu so I was eating lots of onions lots of uh, turmeric lots of garlic lots of um, spices that naturally cleanse your body out Mm-hmm. People say, oh, onions make your armpits stink. You better have you some stinky armpits every once in a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I kind of think that is what saved me. And my doctor confirmed that is how I grew up eating so many vegetables. Now, I was once again poor. So a lot of times we was eating, you know, beans from Taco Bell. I do not eat the meat from there. But the beans, bean burritos, all this, I ate a lot of dairy because I was Hindu. Like you are cheese. You are butter. Like, you you know what I'm saying? That's just what you are. If yeah. you're not putting that in your body, something wrong with your cow is sick. My mom was like, mm-mm, she gonna eat this. She gonna... <laughs> My mom thought I was gonna, like, shake off the allergy. Because I had it young. The doctor told her I was allergic. And she was like, no, she's fine. So I kept eating it. Um, I always wonder why the other kids in school weren't as farty as me. But it started off as a just not good tolerance. And then officially, like, my body goes into shock once... The protein that is dairy hits casein. Once casein hits my guts, my body goes into immediate shock. So I can't really do that. I swell um, too much of it. I'll end up in the hospital. We, we just can't do dairy. Uh, listen to your body, people, no matter how good it tastes. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm eating dairy, which also pushes forth cancer. I'm stressed because, like I said, I got three jobs. I'm not eating fresh veggies like I want. I keep getting sick. I keep being tired. I cannot put my finger on it. Um, and that's when I started noticing that my, my lump had changed. My breast okay. had changed. And what do you mean by change? Like, did, was, did you notice a, like a color difference Not or something? Not at that part. Like- I noticed, um, so once again, I should say that it started when I was 25. 26 is when you get cut off. So I was 25 when I was getting like looked at for it. But I was 26 when I got diagnosed for cancer. When I clarify oh, okay. that. So you went through this for I went through this for a minute. Year. Yeah. So it was like I was I they that doctor told me something was wrong then. If I hadn't got it checked out, I would be able to keep both of my breasts. Well, it depends on, you know, how what I wanted to do, because if you cut them off, you're more likely to survive. So I, who knows what I would have did, but I would have had the option to keep my breast. So um I keep getting sick and it was got to the point where I was just too beat up. I started coughing up blood. Um, and I lived in a very, um, white area. So I had a couple white friends and one of them, she's so white, but she got so sad. She, she's like, no, I'm taking you to the ER right now. I was like, okay. 
But <laughs> I I love her to this day because she is what got me looked at and helped save my life right there. Because I would have kept going. You know what I'm saying? I ain't had no money. <laughs> well, you had a you had a support, a strong support while you were kind of battling that. So it's not the same support. So like my friend took me, but um, she didn't really have it. She was living with her parents. So she wasn't like, you know, rolling in dough or could take care of me. But I had all my friends come together and take care of me. Like, um, and that like really shook me emotionally. I love them for that. Uh, it made me cry because I was like, wow. I said uh, when I revealed to everybody that I had breast cancer, um, I just was prepared to die. Like, I was tired. I was always sick. I'm like, I'm not about to go through this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't got no money because, once again, I didn't have um, – I didn't know what o- Obamacare was going to do because um, back in the day, to have cancer was extremely expensive. It's still expensive with how Medicaid right. is now. It's just – it's much better now. And I don't even know how people dealt with it before, because if you didn't have a good chunk, like my, my breast removal, just the removal was $48,000. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Out to Obamacare. People try to say, no. He did a lot, bitch. <laughs> okay. He did a lot. But anyway, um, so yeah, um, uh, Obamacare literally saved my life, though, uh, because I wasn't going to get it. Um, the people I went to the hospital, um, they couldn't tell me I had breast cancer. But they were trying to hint that we're going to send you to the specialist, but we don't know what it is. As a, a person who who looked at her own x-rays, you could tell what that is. You know what I'm saying? I don't even got no no training, but I was like, okay, no, that's definitely breast cancer right there. They were like, yeah, it is. I was like, yeah, it is. Um, it was it was a scary moment. I thought, I was like, I'm not going to make this because it's already really hard on, my, on your life. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. I don't got no money for the best types of treatments. I'm not, I'm not going to make it through this. So I made like a really depressing ass post. I was like, y'all, I'm actually kind of prepared to die. Cause I'm kind of just tired of this world. I don't got no money. I'm what I'm supposed to do. I'm by myself. That's what made people go. No, you're not. I was like, I'm by myself. I have my family, but they po too. I'm just not about to make it through this. I love y'all. And my friends were like, hell to the no. I hadn't seen most of them since like high school, but they literally band together and paid for me to be alive until disability kicks in. By the way, it takes too long for disability to kick in, and it is a blessing. I I thank my stars for them every day. Um, I keep in touch with them, of course, and I wish nothing but but the best for them. I love them so much. I, I I wish they would just like fall upon millions of dollars, like they just tripped and faced right into millions of dollars, just poof, right in your face. Disability takes too long to kick in. And I think that's silly because if the doctor diagnoses you with cancer, what else do you need to look into? Right. <laughs> you have my social security. <laughs> so you know, you know, <laughs> you know what, um, you know, that person's making, what their disability savings would be. You, you could see that because I can see that. So what did you need to, to make a decision on was my issue. So I had to sit there and, and live off my friends, but thank God for them. But what if I didn't have them? What are other people doing? I happen to right. be fortunate that people took their time for me. And like I said, I was just moved so much. Um, they got their churches involved. Like they were really like, no, you about to make this. And I was like, well, God dang it, I'm about to make this. Um, That's amazing. I'm glad you had the support that you needed because, you know, like you said, there's some people out there that don't have that. And our 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 medical is not it. It's not it. Our our whole entire health system just it needs 
it needs it needs rework. No, you can't rework it. You need to shut it down and restart. You need to push <laughs> just the restart start over. Button. Just hang it up because and start over. Because it's bad. It's really it bad. It really is. So like places like St. Jude are amazing in that aspect, and that's why I will always mm-hmm. like like you know um, fundraise for them because like it's it, one surgery would have been like oh me two and a half years working that off one surgery like. Uh, I had to get expanders. I had to get, um, you know, um, uh, reconstruction. And sometimes reconstruction don't don't take. Sometimes the surgeries go bad. And you got to do another surgery. Sometimes the cancer to move. You got to take something out. Like it's uh, then there's all the tests. I literally at one point had to get blood drawn every day, which freaking oh, that's so draining. That's oh, so, my, oh my god. god. I'm like, listen, the Ooh. blood I got is bad, and then you keep giving, taking more. Like, give me love. Listen, let me tell you, I'm anemic, <laughs> yes, so same. I know exactly what that process is. I, like to this day, I'm I I am not a fan of needles. I'm not scared of them. I just don't want them touching me because I remember having to have to go to the hospital and get my blood, you know, tested and drawn like every other day mm-hmm. because they couldn't figure out, you know, what was going on. I think with my white blood cell count or something like that, it was terrible. And, you know, the constant poking in the same spot was nerves are getting damaged. Yes, it was painful, you know, so I, I can't imagine. And I did look up some, um, some facts that are current now with breast cancer mm-hmm. and studies say that one in eight women in the United States will develop breast cancer. Yes. Um, they also estimated that in this year alone, over 250K new cases of invasive breast cancer will be ni- diagnosed in women. Yes, yes. Um, in the US. And I've, I find that alarmingly, alarmingly disturbing because I remember looking at the, 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 the stats for it, like maybe like in 2015 and it wasn't that high. So it's like, why is it so high now? Are women just not going to get checked? Is it, you know, is the estimate? Cause you He's know, even stress, I'm going to be honest. I will say what 20, 2015 was probably like the year that I really initially first heard about it because my godmother had, um, she, she ended up fighting breast cancer and, you know, during the talks of our family, you know, in our family circle and our friends, it was always, okay, by the age of 40, you should be going to go get your mammogram. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be earlier. Hearing you, yeah, it does. <laughs> hearing like, you seriously. tell me how young, young you were when you, when you found out you had it, it's, it's just, it's no longer an age requirement. If you are a woman. Oh God, yes. And it's, <laughs> no, they're still and, in there telling people that you don't I got turned around for my first mammogram because she was like I'm too young the doctor ordered this don't, don't I can't believe she, that I, man I it's, went off on that nurse it's neglect it's very neglected because if you are black you clearly don't know what's going on with your body right there was a lot of uh mental uh medical racism but continue what you were saying I'm so sorry um but yeah for our listeners out there you know even if you're not a woman there you know there's myths out there that you know men can't get breast cancer you know even even though you know their percentage is small man definitely can catch breast cancer as well so you know uh men and women need to practice you know getting yourselves checked out 
periodically to make sure that everything is okay, that, you know, there's no lumps, even if you have lumps, because it might not be cancerous. I know my mom, um, she gets them a lot, but they're, you know, um, non-cancerous, you know, they're, they're non-benign, but she has, you know, she goes in to get them removed, or I guess they reduce the swelling of it or something like that. But, you know, Get your mammograms, get your ultrasounds, get get an MRI. Look at yourself naked. (laughs) Question their ability to make sure that they have your best interest because I've learned even in this year myself as an adult that all doctors do not have your best interest. And if you're telling them something's not right, you you feel different, your body feels different, you 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 know, whatever you know is different with your body, and they disregard that it's time for you to get a new doctor i'm just gonna tell you that right happened with my ovarian sis i was like it feels like something exploded in me i i think like something's wrong she's like no 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 you're fine guess what i found out it has popped (laughs) and that's why i felt like that and i was like it's crazy it's almost like it was my body and i knew how it felt that's wow you know your body like but it's it's crazy that somebody could sit there and tell you oh you're fine it's normal that that's that's a normal thing that it does like i remember and we're we're getting off topic a little bit <laughs> but i found out this year <laughs> that i had um that i have fibroids and mm-hmm. i don't just have like one or two small fibroids mine are large they're um, I have two big ones on each side of my uterus and they're seven uh, centimeters large. So they're pretty much like the size of a golf ball. Um, so if you, if you were to draw that in a diagram, I have two large fibroids pretty much covering my entire uterus and I can feel them like they're, um, kind of, um, bulging out of like my, you know, um, uterus area so like when I go to lay down on my back or anything like you see like a little lump just chilling there <laughs> it's kind of crazy but like um nuts, it's painful hurt. it's so painful um I I went into my doctor you know I had a male doctor originally and I never was okay with a male doctor let's just put that out there I but always, that's yeah I had to learn who that too. <laughs> I had at the time and you know I remember going in for an appointment I was letting him know hey I'm having a lot of pain during my periods like it's not normal like I usually don't have pains like this I don't know what's causing it you know I had other things going on that I described and explained to him like you know not to get too like (laughs) descriptive but I was like really gassy and um it was just like it was a lot of things I noticed that was different about my body and I was telling him this yeah and he was just so dismissive about everything he was just like oh that's that's the normal side effect when you have your periods and you're gonna have have cramps I'm like yeah (laughs) I know I have cramps but they're not the same type of cramps they're more painful than what I've normally experienced and And you've noticed a change in your body and he's telling (laughs) you no exactly I I know what a cramp is no 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 (laughs) so fast forward it's like you know all this other stuff happens and um I go through a miscarriage and that's when they found him. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You know, I like, honestly, it, it was a loss, but in the same aspect, um, you know, I, I have 
I had an amazing support, you know, yeah. my partner, my mom. Yeah. Um, you know, we we took in a stray cat, so kitty cat. <laughs> you know, my family was growing, so like, you know, I was able to kind of um go through it, but it was it was more so draining on my physical yeah. um yeah. body, you know, you I was so tired, you know, when you're you're going through a miscarriage, you're constantly bleeding, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was just, it was just so draining on my body, but, <laughs> um, yeah, ever since then I was just, I was fed up with him. I was like, I'm getting a new doctor. She gotta be a female. I am not going through this anymore. And I just kind of took no a practice stand for, suit, like, maybe I'm just saying, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> it was so much that I wanted to like, um, go through dealing with that, but I definitely have learned that you on are your body you know what I mean you you can't sit back and just let someone tell you what's wrong with you you have every right to question um your doctor and to encourage or I will say force them to give you other tests and things like that you know and I know main physicians because if you're under medical insurance whatever they usually you have to go through your main physician in order to get recommendations to go see specialists and like other doctors or to like get tests or labs done you know if if I hate that you would have to ask and request those things but if they're not going to do it willingly then open your mouth let them know what you need you have to um and you have to be yeah, forced not to you gotta get an attitude you. sometimes <laughs> right yell at a then woman. it's time to sweep it up <laughs> i literally had to yell at her i was like i'll rip these things out my arm and die on this floor if you don't give me what the fuck i asked for <laughs> listen you get, i get will go through the trenches i'm not gonna die <laughs> for you fight my doctor if i got to <laughs> hey fist the cuffs i'm gonna pass out on the floor but i'm gonna hit somebody <laughs> Uh, but look, listen, guys, if you want to learn more about breast cancer, definitely make sure you go visit the sites. I believe nationalbreastcancer.org is one of them. There's tons of information out there. Don't let the myths get to you. Go get yourselves checked out. OK. And um, again, thank you, Leela, for sharing your story. I, you know, that's very personal no <laughs> information no that you were giving out. So, you know, I hope someone takes that and uh, learns from it you know uh, what you went through and man you're you're a strong woman like I even have more respect for you after hearing all of that because I could not imagine thank you a lot of people ask me how I did it and how I stayed positive and a nice person I just kind of like I just thought like I don't really have an option but to keep going what am I do stop <laughs> so as that's amazing though. I'm I'm so glad you're here you. with us. Thank you, thank you. And uh I guess this will be a great opportunity just for us to go into our next segue. Yes. Um so we're also gonna be talking about gaming <laughs> today, y'all. <laughs> um so I guess the question I would ask you now is what made you want to get into creating content? So everybody watches YouTube, right? Um, mm -hmm. finding out that there was gaming creators because like I didn't even know that was a thing but I got introduced to somebody named Dashy XP you know um, and I would oh, watch really? him and his consequence <laughs> you know what I'm saying I was like oh man this is really cool this is really interesting and then I found a black 
woman doing it. Uh, and her name is ex-Mira Mira. Mira. <laughs> I came a part of that community. And so like being in other spaces, I found that one being a woman, I mean, I feel like in just in gaming general at that time, being a woman in gaming was just freaking hell upon wheels because apparently we didn't exist. I just, I don't get that. Right. I didn't exist, but I was like, I know a lot of, I feel like you, you don't know a lot. Of, that's a you problem. But anyway. I would be in, you know, in Call of Duty lobbies and just as soon as I heard my voice, it immediately turned sexual or it turned into degrading. And I was like, we were playing fine five seconds ago, but now we're going to lose because I'm here. You didn't. What? Anyway. Um, so <laughs> when I found a black woman doing it, I was like, this is these are my people. <laughs> like, this, I'm not going to be told that I can't game because I have a vagina. Like, I can do this. Let's go. Um, I just got so such warm welcomes and I felt like this was my place you know what I'm saying I was welcomed and that was rare and it was great and it felt like a positive space and there was nobody saying anything disrespectful towards black people in the background because most of them were black there was nobody saying anything you mm -hmm. know disrespectful to 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 me because of uh identifying as a woman like it was just it was no problems right she was talking about how we need more of us in this space. And I was like, yeah, that was at a time where there was just a black uprising of black gamers and black creators and black people in the gaming space about we needing space for ourselves because we can't play the multiplayer games. We can't do all this because people just be wild and we don't have to, you know, uh, subjugate ourselves to that. Like we don't, I don't want to sit here and just play a game with a whole bunch of people saying uh, 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 all types of messed up stuff like this and da, da, da. And I'm just like, okay, Steven, Right. Um, I need you to calm down because as soon as you say something, then it turns into, oh, well, you can't tell me what to do. Okay, well, let me say something hurtful to you and your people and you wouldn't like that, would you? I used to always get hit with the, what are you, some fat bitch eating cookies? I, and I'm just like, but what does that even have to do with the game? Why? Okay, because when they see a, a, a pretty girl, she can't be into nerd stuff. She can't like the same things that you like because she has to like you then. And that's not how it works. And it's like, oh, these girls don't want to be, don't, don't like video games. I, how many cons did you go to? Zero, because y'all act like this. Like, <laughs> who wants to be around you acting like there was never a safe space that's true so that is true i i agree i used to be heavy into like uh fighters you know street fighter um the fighting game community was crazy oh yes tekken i used to love playing um mortal kombat like all those like fighter games but you know and and the, <laughs> the fcg is like it's still like that, I, so. <laughs> it's, it is it is like there are a few women who are dominating like in that i love that Yes, in that genre, but yes. like there's not enough of them, and I like to and this day I'm still not go comfortable through. just like navigating in those type of communities because it's just so like misogynistic. There's so many males that just the first thing they do when they open their mouth and see they see another woman getting ready to hop on a fighter game, it's oh she's not skilled, she don't knows how to play, she doesn't know the mechanics, she doesn't know the fight styles. Like it's always something. It's always a, an excuse, mm. <laughs> a way to um, hate. So not only do we have to deal with hard credits in the gaming industry, we have to deal with it outside of the gaming industry. You know, we have some very, very, very hard credits. Like you know, uh, other people's parents. You have industry professionals that view gaming as a waste of time. They believe that it has no purpose. 
um, that it, it doesn't exist in the spectrum of it being a real business or entrepreneur opportunity. And I, I don't agree with that at all. They're 100% wrong. <laughs> They're 100% wrong because first of all, to, to even create a game, you have to have some type of knowledge or understanding and coding or, or tech very very hard work with technology (laughs) i always people like uh, gaming's for kids i was like well who makes the video games then exactly is is, like because (laughs) it's the same guys that know how to make your tvs and your internet websites for your companies Mm -hmm. (laughs) but sorry um gaming spaces now are a lot more accepting and um the brands and the, 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 I like to call them gigs are, are, are starting to come in more because people are recognizing how big and amazing this industry is. And I think 2020 that is really true. helped with that because everybody was inside. And so they were looking for interesting things to watch besides the same shows that they were watching because a lot of things like went on hold, they couldn't be recorded. So you wouldn't get, you wasn't going to get the next episode of XYZ, XYZ. You know what I'm saying? You weren't going to see the next season for a good minute because nobody was going to work to edit that stuff. Nobody could go in there and shoot right mm-hmm. now. We was coughing. And it's even finding this way in the fashion, um, you know, industry as well. Yeah. You have different collaborations going on with like, you know, gym shoes and um, very popular brands. No more. Everything's oh, yeah. Because <laughs> cosplay is a big thing, but it's also intersected with gaming as well because a lot of the cosplays are from like games uh, things, you know yeah. game characters and all types of stuff so it's it's definitely have been growing i think people who don't don't think it's it's hard work i think they just don't know how to do it and that goes for a lot of things people are disrespect something and say oh it's just blah 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 no it's not um it's the same like when people talk about strippers oh it's just dancing okay go do it go do it go climb that pole go make it go climb the pole and make it look sexy go get in front of a whole bunch of people who most of them you probably know and don't like you know what i'm saying and then still dance and look sexy and look flawless doing it do it let me see and this is definitely a teachable moment for if there are any of you out there listening and you're you're unfamiliar with the gaming industry and streaming and creating content It's a huge, very, very huge industry. And I think you should do some diligence and and actually researching that and looking more into it. You know, I've met all types of walks of life on Twitch yeah. alone, you know, pastors, teachers, um, you know, there's so many people that do elderly music and like el- like everybody's on it. Yeah. Cause it's like have fun. Stop stop thinking that gaming's only for you know, having fun and not making money, but have fun with it. Do something that you want to do. Do something that makes you happy. And if it's gaming, find a way to monetize it because there's so many ways to do it. There's so many ways. And I think people just think of gaming. They just think of you in the room, sitting there in a dark room, you know, eating chips off the bed and stuff. And it's like, (laughs) And creating content, it requires work. You know, setting up all that equipment. Knowing how to to use a computer properly, knowing how to hook up certain wires. That's that's mini tech right there. You know, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm getting into to to building things, building computers. I'm I'm figuring mm-hmm. out what works uh, for this game and uh, what the heck RAM even is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, 
Um, but it's also, it's acting a lot of the times it's, um, yeah, that's knowing right. how to host, knowing how to entertain. You have to providing customer service. And, and it says you, you, you have to, you have to navigate online spaces in a certain way. You can't mm-hmm. just say whatever you want. No, you have to learn how you to, know, to we talk have, to people. <laughs> exactly. Make them feel comfortable. There's so many transfer, uh, transferable skills mm-hmm. and creating content that could be applied in so many so many industries and yeah in a lot of industries like you'll be surprised at at the type of skill set that a content creator has and the type of value that they could bring to your company if you just looked at them it took them a little bit more seriously hey people will be on twitch i'm like twitch isn't a real job one i get paid for it two it takes a lot of skill okay you have to find out what your niche is you have to find out how to film you have to uh, mm-hmm. find what type of streamer you are even going to be. You have to understand metrics and analytics. You have to actually know who your audience is. Bingo. It's All of that is baby. research. It's marketing, <laughs> marketing research, you know baby. I mean? Okay. I think that's exactly. the biggest part is people don't know how, where, what, how do you, you start. They think it's just getting on here and playing video games. And they're like, oh, no, baby. You have to build an audience. You have to reach out. So you have to be likable. Um, you have to make people laugh. You have to get in the circles of where you want to be, um, you know, baby steps. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. it definitely takes work, though. It's not just you get up and press a button and go live. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are a few characters out there that will do that. But I'm talking about the ones that take it to heart and they take it serious and they're learning their craft and they're learning how to navigate they're learning how to be an entrepreneur in their craft can i say a name and but i'm going to talk about it slightly negatively (laughs) i don't know because his following's gonna be like but what i'm about to say is 100 real so in the sense of just getting on there and streaming um what i don't know um I don't even, his name is Speed or I am Speed or whatever the heck it is. It's a young boy who got into it like early and has like a thousand billion followers and whatever. But he literally has to do shock value and just say messed up stuff because he does not know what he's doing. And he won't because his Mm. quality ain't it. So it's not like, you know, he knows like what he's doing he doesn't he's just a kid on the internet saying messed up stuff so little trolls come and watch him and he gets some money out of it because i get it you know what i'm saying he was just trying to to make ends meet but you don't have to go on here being disrespectful or doing shock value things just to continue look into it once you made that first couple put it back into yourself okay upgrade your your um your your sorry your equipment learn how to write scripts, little 15, 30 minute scripts and so forth and so forth. So you could be out here getting sponsorships. You know what I'm saying? Right. Be uh, listening to people, the the people who are doing it on the internet. You know, a lot of the big streamers, the good ones, let's talk about that. <laughs> we'll sit here and give you some <laughs> gems sometimes. They'll be like, hey, this is a good organization to work for. Or, hey, most people are out here. I saw a streamer doing this, that, that. You definitely don't want to do that. That's a bad thing. Like, somebody just uh, quoted somebody in their Discord. They took the name out, but somebody's like, he go- he gives people the role of ghoster in the Discord because they haven't been around long enough. And then he every time he doesn't get the turnout he wants, 
uh, for a stream. He's in the his Discord yelling at you. Don't yell. That's customer service. You don't yell <laughs> at the people who are paying you money, honey. That's why they're not coming. <laughs> Like, look, let me let me plug this in. <laughs> maybe maybe they should learn customer retention. You know, there's a certain way if if you have people that's not gravitated towards you or, you know, they leave your space, you have to look at why the possibilities of why mm. they might have left. You know, um, it could be anything. It might not even be anything negative. You know, at the end of the day, people have lives. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, if you have orders that, you know, were in the, the military, for example, yeah. and, and they tour a lot, you know, you might not see them for six months to a year because they're they're out of the country. They're they're defending our country. You know, you can't expect them to be there. But if all you're the good, time. they're going to come back and be like, hey, and that's exactly <laughs> And I've had supporters like that that Same. literally I wouldn't I wouldn't see or hear from for like six months. And then like one day they pop up and they're like, Hey, I missed you. How you been? And I'm like, yo, what you been up to? They're like, Oh, I was on tour or like mm-hmm. I, you know, I had a work thing going on and I couldn't really get on Twitch and stuff like that, you know. So it's like, <laughs> okay, you know, but I'm still supportive of them even taking the time to even show up. Yeah, because you know? they came back because they thought highly of you. <laughs> right. Yeah. So gaming is not a waste of time. I, I believe it uh, provides us an outlet versus <laughs> working nine to five every day like me, you know. Um, it adds flavor it gives to you, life. It gives you something else to do. Yeah. And if you if you enjoy it, you know, I would say, why not? Why not do it, you know? Why not find a path for yourself? Find a path that you're you're happy with. Find another source of income that brings you happiness. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you don't want to go uh, be an accountant all the damn time. Maybe you want to do part-time that and part-time this. But it's still work. Please don't think it's just it being plain because it's it's not. It requires. And then once you do something, you get a certain amount of people. You have to keep upgrading to be fresh, to get those people to stay. You know what I'm saying? To get new people to come in. That is true. And you make more friends. You make new friends. You get to meet great people. And you never know the connections that you may come across. Some of them may be really big names and Ah. it could do something for you, you know, (laughs) which is going to actually bring us into our final topic. This is going to be a little bit juicy, though. I'm not going to lie, because this this topic right here, you know, Given it's mm. given the certain situation, it's <laughs> such a broad topic that it can it can go anywhere. But we're going to talk about authentic friendships in the online spaces. I would say, you know, I was I will start by saying I do think it's challenging mm-hmm. um, sometimes finding a community to be a part of in the online space, and um, none of us like truly want to be a solo gamer or like that person that's just like in their own court corner mm-hmm. um we want to find and build authentic friendships in in the gaming community or wherever we leave footprints you know to be honest i know i do um i don't get on twitch just for like my own entertainment like when i started um streaming i my initial goal was to find other gamers like myself to play the game with yeah. <laughs> you know I wanted to build a genuine community so 
community building is, is big in this space. It's important. Mm-hmm. And and that it, it 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 affects your life to an extent. You know, if you're going to be doing something like this, if, if this is a part of your lifestyle, you need to put in the work to actually build authentic friendships. And um, I do notice, <laughs> and I'm going to try to be careful how I tread this conversation because I don't want to offend anybody. Mm. Um, that's not my goal, but I will just say this. Um, ever since we kind of dealt with COVID, mm-hmm. Um, over the last couple of years, I just feel like I've lost the intimacy of some friendships that was found and built at a face value. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about people that I went to school with, that I worked with, even the few that I have met in the online spaces. I've been kind of just like (laughs) knocking down, you know, knocking away some of those that so-called called me friends, but weren't really friends because- at the end of the day, who is your shoulder to cry on? Um, who celebrates your success with you? Yeah. Who checks on you with surgery? Um, those friends that help you get a job by, you know, going over your resume with you. And basically anyone who comes through for you in a time of need, like yeah. whoever that is, invest in them. I had to learn that in this space. And I've been that person. I felt like I've invested time into people mm-hmm. that truly did not deserve it. At all. Um, at all. You know, so I learned to kind of take a step back when when the input had no return. Mm. And what I mean by that is like, you know, some people like to say, oh, well, you shouldn't do something for somebody and expect anything from them. I don't mean that. Basic you know, decency isn't isn't it's something exactly. that should be re- returned a, <laughs> no, no, no if I give you that you give me that back that that is like, like the just be a friend <laughs> you know period that's it don't stop being a taker you got to give you got to give in that aspect you have to give exactly that's not an option so well what would your closest friend describe you as like I try to be there for my friends try to talk to them if uh they need some bucks and they ask me I'm if I got it it's theirs you know what I'm saying um, we also said that in like the, the dis- disabled Twitter, or, like just the, the poor Twitter, like we will be passed around the same $50. Like we will. <laughs> we, we will that is such a fact though. we're not about to let you go down. You're not about to let us go down. So we, <laughs> right. We when I get money? somebody in my pocket, I got you. <laughs> Period. You know, speaking of, I'm, I'm not going to like, I got to do this. I'm not trying to embarrass her, but I'm going to plug her, her, plug her donation link in the show notes. Um, but guys, if you're listening and you're willing to support someone that is in need, please go help my friend silent. Um, you know, she's trying to gain support financially for her and her brothers, um, so that they can have a safe space to live in. Okay. Um, so if you're generous enough, please, please go donate, do what you can, even if it's just a dollar, you know, do what you can to help support her. Like, please, like I would greatly appreciate if you do that. Sorry, I had to put that in no, there because, like, fine. do that. It's you know, important. I I appreciate uh, so many people in the online space, and I might not always say it out loud or acknowledge it, but like I'm always like actions speak keeping a words close mama. watch and like I just care, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but sorry, continue. No, no, fine. <laughs> I've been cutting you off like eight times. So you're good. You are fine. <laughs> I talk too much. But um, 
friendships, right? Yeah, authentic friendships. And then what what do your closest friend kind of describe you as? Um, I think that was. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about how we all just be passing around the same five dollars. But um, we, I would say my friends definitely would say I'm I'm there for them. Um, I try to reach out. If they're not reaching out, you know, I'm saying, hey, you okay? Or, hey, I saw this. You need some help? Or, um, hey, what you doing? And they will do the same. Like, they say, oh, you okay? Right. I saw that status. What's the matter? You know what I'm saying? But not all the time is it somebody who can check on you in that sense. Sometimes it'll be, like you said, somebody who comes around every once in a while because they got life. They got, they got you know, a sick mother that they're taking care of or X, Y, Z. So they can't be there for you. But when you do talk, you feel that love. When they do hear about it, they're trying to be there for you when they can, you know? Right. Um, in this space, there's just a lot of masks. And you have to be able to read somebody's <laughs> actions more than mm-hmm. what they say. And then you have to realize that some people can't do everything they say. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you give a, a presidential campaign, these are the things I'm going to hit. I might not hit everything. It was one of them things. But you saw me doing some of them. You saw me trying. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. I didn't think Obamacare was going to make it. But I saw him trying. I was like, listen, he getting great because of this. He, he trying. <laughs> I'm not going to hate him if it don't work. But um, you have to give people time. And that's also how growth in the industry works. When it comes to other people, listen to who they are, if that makes sense, okay? And they're not going to just tell you. I mean, read their actions. Be in that stream of theirs and look. Before you say, oh, this person has a lot of followers, let me play with them. Is that good for your brand? You One, as a streamer, you need to have a brand. Okay, what what are you putting forth upon this internet? What type of person are you being? You know, what do they know you for and what do you want to be known for? And then does that go good with this person? You know what I'm saying? I'm, um, you know, I don't need somebody on their stream talking about women don't need to be paid the same because I, I don't care if we're doing the same job. Uh, I'm, I'm the man and uh, I, I need to see that before I go ahead and attach you to myself. And I had to learn that the hard way, okay? Because not everybody deserves that that uh that even that look into but make sure you're vetting people as it's called especially before you get that is true a moderation role or mm-hmm. you give them a big role in your community vet them it's hard to know what people's masks are versus themselves sometimes people don't even know they got a mask on <laughs> so what's there's been plenty of disappointments in the um plenty. the online communities oh my Oof. goodness <laughs> and i i won't say any names specifically but you know, we've had, you know, we've had people put on blast that were found out to just be predators, um, you know, like scammers. Nasty predators. <laughs> yeah. Like you're and, shock and shock. All types of stuff. <laughs> and it's, it was just, I, I know, especially like what I feel like it happened like right around when COVID started too. We start, you start um, hearing more about. Um, the intentions of others that was just ill. So you know what happened? You want to know what started it? What? What started it? TwitchCon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. So. That's right. Also, Blurred. Yeah. BlurredCon a little bit, too. A lot of that came. Yeah. A lot of the con events, you know. Um, yeah. The cons. And then I forgot yeah. what other big con goes. TwitchCon would be for us in the gaming space and that's where a lot of it started but um it was something else it was another con that just had so much bad things happening at it i it, like doesn't 
I can't remember and it makes me angry, but it was a, a just it was one of the biggest years for like gaming because people were really brands were really starting to see like, hey, we can make some money with this. So it was just so many people in it. There were so many things going around all all over the place when it came to this industry. Um people outside of the gaming industry were starting to step forward. Like Me Too was starting to be something that was getting solidified. Like people were speaking up about what where they were going through in the industry. And surprise, as we had said before, women be going through entirely too much with y'all because you just don't know how to act. So being in these jobs, we were starting to get more jobs because we were banding together like, hey, no, we exist. And guys were like, okay, you could come to the con. And then they'd be a whole predator because, of course, we're just here for your genitalia. We're not like people who do stuff and things. Mm-hmm. So... They even had companies getting in trouble. Saying, like the, what was it? Blizzard, right? Blizzard, um, Blizzard, Activision, same thing. Ubisoft, yeah, Activision. Yeah. So basically, all these people, all these cons were happening, and then just people started. I don't know who started it. It was one streamer who spoke up, and then somebody was like, "Yeah, he did that to me too." And then people were like, "Oh," then um, people started speaking up on theirs because they were getting, you know, okay she's speaking up about what she went through. Let me speak up about it. There was women going around talking to other women. Hey, has anything happened to you with this? Ma- has, I'm sorry about to say motherfucker. Has anything happened to you with this person? Have, you know, I had somebody reach out to me and say, Hey, everybody's going around explaining Are you okay? And then I was like, well, actually a lot of us push that stuff away. And like, we don't need to say anything because we're conditioned. Like if you say something, you're the problem. Oh, and yeah. still in this, these industries, if you have a, 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 a industry job in any industry especially tech and you you know speak up against your boss who did something to you you're gonna get kicked out he's gonna still have a job that's true and it's especially like, huh? when you're met with hostility oh, and you're and always met with hostility <laughs> oh my gosh so that's that's kind of what started the whole ball and next mm-hmm. thing you know it, i'm glad it made its way too but then like the black spaces we were like all right let's get these everybody was like Everybody was on kicking the predators out and calling them out, and there was just so many. But I want to say Ubisoft, our our um, our our Ubisoft uh, representative, is what hurt me the entire most. Because a lot of these men who were saying, "Oh, we're with women, and y'all gonna treat them like that," were the very fucking people that we needed to watch out for, and were the most disgusting with it. And I was just like, "Wow, yeah. like wow!" So it taught a lot of us to. Um, to vet a lot harder than we already were. Like a lot of us were just like, okay, they're not racist because they're also black, but we had to find that out too. Okay. <laughs> but, and you know, the crazy uh, thing it's it's not hard to identify. What? The bad intentions. No, you know, I won't <laughs> say that. Nope. Because it's, um, how can I put it? I usually, when having a conversation with someone, I I get a sense of uh, I get a, a certain type of energy from them. Mm. Not that I get. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> Some people do but give off that bad energy, but if they're a good I, manipulator, like they they're can hide they're it. not acting bad, but it's it's giving me okay weird energy um something about you is not sitting right i just pick up on those type of energies with with certain people and um i'm not going to say his name but i remember having a greet and meet um chicago usually do the twitch meets Mm -hmm. every now and then um and i remember going to quite a couple of them and 
the particular person <laughs> in question, you know, he was always nice to me, but it, it always came from an angle of intention. Mm-hmm. And even though it wasn't vocalized what that intention was you to me, it. I, yeah, I felt it. And, and I think it probably was because some of the trauma that I've dealt with, within the past so usually when a guy approaches me if I don't know you on a first name basis if I don't know anything about you my guard is automatically up plus I'm also a Scorpio okay like I have trust issues open up my heart to anybody like yeah. I have to like get to really be know you, no, you don't. before <laughs> like I just you know like it's really like seriously that's how I am yeah like I I'm not going to just like come out and just like tell you everything about me and just open up and like you know be like yeah I do this I do that no I have to sit down and have a conversation with you and it's not gonna be off the back me just being open telling you my whole life story <laughs> exactly like, like but what i need let's you to let's get, get to the basics first are gonna look for people they can manipulate <laughs> they're like everybody isn't like most people learn through their own trauma like even though me too was out and people were showing and telling their own story so you saw how manipulators work a lot of people don't don't it don't stick in your head until it happens to you like manipulators are going to find who they can manipulate. They're going to throw tests right. out there and see how far they can get to you and how far, what they can get out. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's why they had infiltrated the space because they knew what walls we had up. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that we were looking for engagement and not even just on social media, but like to engage in, in fellow geeks about our, our geekatries, whether it be sci-fi, comic books, you know what I'm saying? We were looking for other people because, once again, we had been pushed out of regular spaces because, oh, you're black and you can't. Okay, whatever. Um, so here's another black person who also likes XYZ. Let me freak out about the new comic with you. Let me freak out about the new movie. Like, oh, my God, did you see the game? Blah, 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 blah. They use that to their abilities. Like, it's not always put out there. Like I said, a lot of the big mm-hmm. ones that shocked us were people who were, quote, unquote, fighting for us. Um you be first that's a word working. for that um you know how like people trauma bond sometimes and like they get connected because of the like yeah. something that happened yeah. what what's a what's a word we can use for what you're explaining like when they find something that they have in common with you you were thirsty for like not even attention what is it companionship like you 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 felt lonely neglected like we were that's how we were in these spaces as black people too the internet allowed us to connect like oh my god there's somebody else who's black and likes this music and this and this and xyz like freak out you know those connections only happen once in a a blue moon when we before we had the social medias (laughs) and (laughs) thank god for social medias okay but to find that everybody was thirsty for friends in that sense not everybody, because a lot of people did have strong support systems, but let's be honest, a lot of us didn't, okay? That's true. And that's that's for any, you know, demographic. A lot of people don't have a good support system or a good um, friendship circle, so they will look and be stronger with people online. Um, but like I said, at first, online wasn't a thing. So you didn't know what to expect when going to this con for the first time and meeting a whole bunch of people that you've been talking to for a year. But all you know is the internet talking to, you know what I'm saying? All you know is, oh, when I do see you, it's in a public space and we're all happy and good. Like that is what a lot of people 
got shook on. It's like this person I've been talking to, I've been talking to with you and you've been in front of people when you, when y'all get in a quiet space and I'm not even talking like anywhere, like sexually, like some people get pulled into a, 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 a alley or something. You don't know what that person is until they show you. It was a lot of predators like that. They waited for their moments. That is true. Um, the Ubisoft person, he wasn't even bad to anybody he was quote unquote working for. Like he was working for black women and getting black people in the gaming space. But those weren't the people complaining about him. It was people he worked with on a daily basis. It was his past girlfriends. It was it was people who knew him personally were like, let me tell you about this person. That forever just like shook me because he was disgusting. And like it hurt feelings because so many people trusted and, and, you know, so many people trusted you and you were fighting for what's right in our, our circles and, and putting in the work. So it looked like you were great. You know what I'm saying? But here you are just right. torturing these women and nobody saw that coming. So not all the time can you see, but with a lot of, a lot of like regular dudes, you can see like their bull crap. Like women are always taught that we have to be more opening and liking and, and be cool. But fuck that be mean be unapproachable because if, if somebody actually wants to approach you they're going to do the work to, to show you that they're a good person don't make nothing easy baby not at all can i say something that might trigger some people Uh-oh. this is your podcast <laughs> and <laughs> i you know it's it's just i try to tread lightly but um if it's one thing that i notice it's someone that always feels the need to be in the spotlight mm. that um triggers those red flags to me Mm -hmm. I always question the ones that need to be in the spotlight not all um I do believe that there is a handful of like influence influencers that are like really good people that have that spotlight you know they're they're always in the news they're you know they're breaking barriers and just paving the way for so many of us and i truly believe just that. jealous and mean but then the they're yeah. the fucking time and it's like sis calm down uh, you got, like, and you're you have to watch things, for them mm-hmm. if you're doing the things to be in the spotlight you will be in the spotlight because you can't be over here building the ark and nobody say oh my god look at this person building the ark you know what i'm saying but, that's so true but it, i definitely noticed um <laughs> You know, there's certain characters out there who will do anything um, for the views and the likes, or they would do or hurt anybody's feelings for it. Talking about they, they, you know, they're doing what's right. No, you're not. You just be and a that's me. a problem. You just be a me. And and they, I I've I've witnessed this so many times in the Twitch space. It's actually disgusting. It's you know, I've I've been in in communities where you know I thought that you know. The individual was really cool, but then I realized that they were really toxic. You know, mm-hmm. they have this, they carry this persona that they're that a, a child of God and, that mask, baby, that you mask. know, they're doing things for other people. They're giving back to their community. You know, they put all this money up for giveaways and stuff like that. And of course, and in, in in hindsight, you know, as a viewer, you see that as, wow, that person's really doing a lot for their community. They're right. great. But you never know who be scamming, too, when it comes you, to giveaways. There's things that happens behind the scenes. <laughs> things, baby. And, like, and, you just know, because a person that is good with their community doesn't mean that they're not out here being, like, horrible to others also. But they're, they're, they always reveal themselves, Eventually. but they get away with it. 
you know, there's uh, some people's communities, they have a lot of yes people oh, around yes, them. Yes, baby um that when even when they're wrong about something and someone comes out and they address them about it um their community would do whatever they can to back that person and like instead of looking at somebody they don't even know that they done exactly i can see it was narcissistic you know in your house but you don't know this person and then even if you did know them they still could have did that but sorry and I've spoken out on this about this before, and I'm going to say it here on the podcast. I do not take a liking to creators that much that don't have a problem putting another individual on blast for something so small. No. And I'm when I when I'm saying something small, like right. you know. Uh, there could be a content creator. They might have five viewers in the chat, right? You know, I know, I know a lot of us have a viewpoint on like when people raid their channels and stuff like that, but you don't know what that person is dealing with. Some people have anxieties right. um, and they might not be as familiar with like how to regulate their content. They might not know about all the options of the bot commands or, Mm -hmm. you know, the different functions that OBS offers because they might have limitations on what they're able to do with their content. And I I remember seeing a few times, you know, a big streamer will raise some of these smaller content creators, but they're freaking out because they're thinking they're being bot rated or, you know, they all they see is a bunch of people typing in their chat. So it's overwhelming for them. And I'm just like, put yourself in that person's shoes first before you go on your Twitter to tell your your 5000 followers that this person didn't appreciate the raid that you sent to them. When it might not have been the case because no one explained it to them. <laughs> Everybody in the, that you brung into their chat because they didn't have the reaction that you were expecting. Now everyone in the chat is saying, oh, you're ungrateful. You're being a bitch. We just raided you. You know, mm-hmm. this and that. And then you go and you take it to your social media. Those type of content creators, I'm sorry, I have to say, I don't like y'all. You're a shitty person. Y'all do too much. You're shitty. For something so small, and it makes you a shitty person, okay? I gotta say it. Big, big shitty I gotta person. say it. Uh, don't say you're sorry, because they need to be sorry. Um, don't bash But we people. have, like, we have so many people that back these creators because of their following or because of their status and then like even sometimes you see brands that they're a part of get in on it and it's just like I don't know I'm like one of I can't it's disgusting to see and it's just like is no one seeing the big picture here like do I I feel like at times I see things in a different light than like some other people do and like even when I try to explain it obviously my voice at times is so small no one cares what I say most of the time (laughs) it doesn't really grab traction you know and I, I feel like I make some really good valid points about a lot of these type of like topics and conversations but it's like can't get it out there but like i hate it when people think uh like when you are a smaller content creator and you rate somebody big you're just rating for attention i immediately like those type of comments i just immediately block you oh that too i (laughs) i don't rate anymore i only rate people within my circle and like you know friends 
I'll just keep it that way. I don't I don't raid too much often anymore. It's just too much negativity that comes with it instead of people taking it for what it is. I think if well, you had that they, mindset, I don't need to follow you because you're not even taking this as like a job. This is a job. Okay? I can't steal your viewership. Stop that. Like when guys are like, oh, girls are stealing our viewership. Nope. People just want to watch us because they want to watch us. If people want to leave, they're going to leave. They'll come back. But I didn't steal your subs from you. I'm not doing this so people can come see me. Like, you're rating because, hey, I like your content. I'm going to bring my, my people over here because either I'm playing the same game or you're you're uh, in our circle and we, we we mess with you. Or, you know, you're a new person and we just go like, hey, here's um some viewership. And who knows? It might help you push along to... Um, to, to affiliate or whatever you know what i'm saying not stop thinking taking things so so personal nobody's trying to get anything from you from a raid like unless it's a hate raid then take that personal <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no like yeah there, there's a lot of snooty bootiness and a lot of um people being up their own ass because they have a nice viewership and it's like you just put in the work to get that and nobody can take that work away from you Nobody can take your fans away from you except you. They just don't like you anymore because you did X, Y, D or said X, Y, Z. Or they have a life and they can't come around no more. Or they're not into the games you're playing right now, but they'll come back when you play something they like. Nobody's taking your viewership. You can be nicer to other people and still make a lot of money. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) In other words, be a good person. (laughs) That mean girl shit ain't cute. We adults now. We adults, boo-boo. But now uh, companies are starting to look at that too. Like they're going to look at your tweets and how you've treated other people in the past and decide if they want to work with you or not. You know what I'm saying? As they should. Yeah, as they should. I think that's important. You can speak out on stuff. Don't sit there and think like, oh, I can't say anything about racism because then nobody's going to, we don't don't talk about that later. But um, you should be able to speak out and still not be bashing somebody, you know, being mean to somebody. I guess I didn't realize we were see this Lord is, is so oh hard my God. to do yes. sometimes. We've been talking for an hour, okay. Um I also talked to We're gonna have me. to come back. Like I enjoyed this conversation I with did you too. so much. Thank Lila. you for having me. And we honestly I'm so sorry, y'all. We got off topic. We, you know, Look, I had the script, the outline, everything. We but hit them, though. The conversation was flowing, okay? And we hit the, we, we hit the things. <laughs> we did. Um, but look, we're going to go ahead and we're going to wrap it up. Um, is there any question that you wish that I asked you? Um, oh, I wish, I hope, uh, no, I wished. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I hoped you, uh, I would have liked you to ask me how you think uh, I should get started in the gaming industry or how somebody should get started nowadays that's that's a question there you go you know what maybe we could make that um an entire topic for our next itself? episode yes, yeah yeah <laughs> i could talk hours on that one i feel like that goes that has a lot of layers too it's just like so many ways to get started yeah um depending on like what your niche is and what you do 
like yeah we could definitely talk about that um in a future episode if you want i'm i'll be willing to bring you back on here if you want to sit down have a conversation with me like there's so much there's just literally so much to cover and as you guys could see we clearly like talking (laughs) (laughs) you know this conversation can go for hours about just being a content creator and being in the social media and the gaming industry in general is it's so large it's so broad can, that you can't sit and just talk about it for only an hour <laughs> can i say one closing remark though yes when it comes to building authentic friendships one thing i want to say on on authentic friendships um take your time with building them vet people um but Try to go for like-minded people. Try to be the person that, the type of friend that you want to be. But realize that everybody in this space doesn't want to be friends, okay? Not everybody in this space wants you that close, and that's okay. A lot of people take this as just a job, and they're just doing this for networking purposes. But they still need to have common decency. They still need to treat you like a person and and not belittle you or not seem like, you know, I I don't have time to deal with you today. Like you can have a professional friendship with somebody. So vet people and how they treat you and don't take no crap. That's true. That's a good, that's a good way to end that out. Um, Thank you, Leela, for even stopping by to hang out with us today. Um, Where can my listeners find you? So... My name is Lila Bobina on everything. I'm on Twitch, Twitter, of course, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, okay? Um, even on DLive, you know, I haven't been on there in 1,700 hours. I'm on Reddit. I'm on Pinterest. I'm here. Just Google me. Hover. GG. Check out my clips. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. Well, you know what? For the rest of you guys, go ahead. Please take some time to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, okay? Also, if you want to ask a question, if you have a comment for Leela, or you want to share a statement on a future episode, be sure to click on the link in the show notes to record your voicemail. We do have that as an option, and I want you guys to utilize it because it's free. That's so cool. Um, Definitely do the voicemails, y'all. That'd be great on the next segment. Look, I've tried to set everything up, okay? Like, there's so many ways to get in touch with me. I also have Discord. You know, I don't have the link in the show notes, but if If you guys want me to plug that in for future episodes, be sure to leave a review. Let me know. Um, I don't want to open that door and nobody (laughs) cares. And then, like, you know, we get this like huge like sweep of like people that don't even know what Discord is. But if you are familiar with it and you want to be a part of my community, definitely let me know. Um, Other than that, like. I enjoyed this conversation and thank you so much again, Lila, for coming through to have this conversation with me. So happy that you have that with me and thank you so much for sharing your story. It was very touching Um, for anybody else that have questions for her. Make sure you go check out her socials as she dropped and gave us all that info. Lila Bobina everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Kay. Bye. Red Carpet Games. Celebrate your magic in the middle of your gameplay. Red Carpet Games.
perfect man. Perfect.